manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Uh, good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live. My name is Melissa Stacio, hosting out of the one and only St. James Coffee in Rochester, Minnesota. Um, I've got an hour to be with you here this morning, and then um, at the top of the 10 o'clock hour, Father Randall Kazel will take over for me, which is always very exciting. Um, but we are going to start uh, the top of this hour with a prayer. I have with me this morning uh, Margaret Mulligan, and uh, she will be kind of helping me co-host with the first guest, so we will open in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. So, we're coming here from St. James Coffee. If you've never heard of St. James Coffee, this is what I do for a living. It is a non-profit 501c3 Catholic coffee shop. It's, it's amazing. Um, we have a big, big fundraiser. If you've ever heard me on the radio before, we have a huge fundraiser coming up tomorrow, which is very exciting. Our annual brouhaha. So if you're in the area, let me know. Um, and we are the only Catholic coffee shop, I think, in the entire nation that has an adoration chapel. So we have the real presence of Jesus here with us as we are on the radio this morning, which is a very exciting thing to have. And also with me, I'm going to let her introduce herself, is uh, my, my good friends. We just actually walked the Camino de Santiago together in, in September. Margaret Mulligan. Margaret, would you like to say good morning and sure. tell a little bit about yourself? Uh, my name is Margaret Mulligan, and I've lived in Rochester for 40 years. That's hard to believe. And I formerly had Melissa's responsibility at the coffee house. Yeah, I've been uh, chasing her, I think. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Anyway, um, yes. And um, the reason I'm here is to talk about a little bit about 40 Days for Life, uh, the prayer vigil um, to pray to end abortion. So... Awesome. And Margaret actually has a son that is a priest, which is Father Brian. He's a wonder. He actually came on the Camino with us, too. And then also with us as well, we have really nice weather here for Minnesota today. It's like 50 degrees outside. It's sunny. It's shocking for the beginning of February. But coming to us from Bismarck, North Dakota, is Diane Huck. Good morning, Diane. Good morning. Would you like to introduce yourself a little bit for our, our listeners at home? Yeah, you bet, Diane Huck here in Bismarck, and it is not sunny, and it is not 50, it's 38 and snowing. I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> and then you also um, are running a 40 Days for Life campaign in Bismarck, correct? That is correct. Oh, awesome. Well, this is so exciting, because really, um, sometimes when we, we do things in ministry, we, we kind of feel like we're alone in our little microcosm of the places we affect. So this morning, we're going to get the view of 40 Days for Life from Bismarck. And um, from here in Rochester. So, Diane, if you want to um, kind of start off and tell us how long you have been working with 40 Days for Life and how your campaigns have gone in the past. Sure. So I uh, decided to start leading a campaign here in Bismarck in the fall of 2019. I was in the process of switching jobs, and um, I was working for a parish for 22 years, and I was going to begin a job in the secular world. And so I 
wanted to still have my hand in some ministry and so uh, decided that this was a good way to do that. Um, yeah, in the fall of 19. So a uh, few years now we've been doing it and it's, uh, it's gone well. Um, always room for improvement in getting more and more prayers out there on the sidewalk and uh, just continue to push forward with it. Oh, that's so beautiful. I was terrified of the idea of 40 Days for Life, probably my whole life. I just did the March for Life in Washington, D.C., and I was even scared to do that, and you're out there with like half a million people doing the same thing. I have such respect. This I'm going to get out on the sidewalk, I've decided. this is. This, I do a lot to support it in the background, um, but I... It is my goal after doing the March for Life to actually get out there because it it really takes a lot of uh, courage, I would say, to just be out there. And um, I'm not sure what the climate towards uh, your prayers are in Bismarck. What does that look like? Uh, We have a very peaceful um, atmosphere here. We are not praying at a clinic. There isn't a clinic in North Dakota since the Overton Road v. Wade. Amen. Uh, one, yeah, the one that we had in North Dakota was in Fargo, and they moved uh, just across the river into Minnesota where they were still legal. And so our last abortion clinic is gone. And oh. so uh, they are still, of course, uh, praying amidst women going into the clinic and uh, escorts and all of that in Fargo. So it's much different there. Here in Bismarck, we do not have a clinic. We just pray at uh, our on our capital grounds actually and it's uh, very peaceful we've had very little um hostility or interruption in for our prayers occasionally um you know a wave of a different kind gets thrown out but uh for the most part good waves good honking good uh shouts from vehicles and um just a, a real positive response of our being here. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you, Diane. So, Margaret, how how does it look here in Rochester? Like, so we do have a Planned Parenthood clinic here um, down on Seventh Street, and they actually um, do not do chemical or they don't do um, surgical abortions, but they do do um, chemical abortions, and so. They hand out the chemical or the pills um, for a chemical abortion. So, um, you know, women come and obviously they offer their other services as well. Um, they do do telehealth from there, which always makes me nervous when it comes to abortion. But, um, and, you know, I don't think it's a, an error on their part. They are, you know, very close to a local high school here. So, um, we are, I don't know, a hundred yards, a hundred feet probably from, uh, the door. So we are not near the people that go in and out, but, you know, we stand on the sidewalk and pray and, um, yeah. So, yeah. What do you find like the, cause she was saying like, they get some <coughs> positive honks and responses, like from your, your prayers that you've. Pray, prayers. <laughs> That's a very weird prayers, word to say. Yeah. yeah, the people out there praying. Yep. Um, what kind of response are they getting? Because Rochester is not probably like Bismarck. No, it, it is, is not. It is kind of um, non non life 
conducive here, we yes. could say. Um, so it's a fairly liberal city. Yeah, so liberal. That I didn't want, but it wasn't sure. Yeah, I, I know. Probably no. not that word. Progressive, whatever. Anyway, whatever the word is to describe yes. people that think that's okay. Yes. So, um, yes. So we do get similar to Diane. A lot of honks. A lot of positives. People that drive by. And actually, there's a Muslim grocery store across the way, and they often come over and tell us, thank you for being here. Um, but also, um, we get those that, yes, um, a different kind of wave that you said, Diane, that is exactly what we get. We have, last campaign, we did have two people. One came up to us, and um, I was grateful I had never encountered that, but... Um, he was pretty angry. It was raining, and I felt bad for him because he didn't have a raincoat. We were all geared up. But um, he just wanted facts. He wanted to know why we believed what we believed and websites. And so the two people I was with just very calmly, um, you know, told him websites he could go to, et cetera. And so it was it just uh, de-escalated because we were peaceful mm -hmm. and that is part of our campaign we all signed the statement of peace you know that's what this whole campaign it is a prayerful peaceful vigil oh and there was one other you were you were talking about we have the st james coffee is kind of like the 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 i don't know what do we say this is this is where we kind of host a lot of the 40 days for yes, life stuff. and we're very grateful for um that. so there were there have been a few meetings here and um you talked about at one of the meetings how there was a woman there very sure. very angry and she was kind of pro protesting uh, the opposite side and what was really interesting is one of our participants went up to her and just basically you know asked her name started having a conversation with her and um i uh as the conversation proceeded, right, she realized that we were more alike than different. Mm -hmm. Like, she didn't know that our state legislature had cut, had cut funding for um, pregnancy resource centers. Um, so anyway, um, and that will happen at the national level. So anybody that's listening, pay attention to that um, coming out of the legislature. Uh, we need to be on top of that and voice our opinion there. Yeah, that's what when we were at the march, that was one of the things the, the legislators came up and talked about how that is on the docket, like they're attempting at the national level to cut funding. Even though they're doing some other things, um, they talked about um, uh, health, health uh, like insurance guaranteed for women in college, so you don't have to choose between your child and college. So there's, there's some beautiful things that they're attempting to push through, but cuts on the national level are coming. And in Minnesota, cuts have come on the regional level. Um, so maybe we can just talk a little bit about how um, 40 Days for Life, <coughs> excuse me, is an international organization yes. in more than 60 countries, which is a very exciting thing. And how does that kind of trickle down and work on the regional level? Diane, maybe if you could take that one. You've been doing this longer, so. Yeah. So the, the 40 Days for Life started, um, if anybody saw the movie Unplanned, the Abby Johnson story, they're the folks that are praying at the fence. So started in 1998 down in College Station, Texas. Um, that actual Planned Parenthood that was started, uh, where, where 40 Days started, uh, that clinic closed in 2013, and call it karma or the grace of God, but the 40 Days for Life headquarters is now in that former abortion building that closed. Oh, wow. And so <laughs> That's <laughs> I, beautiful. I, I, I not, yeah, I, I find that very, uh, very fruitful. 
anyway, and so, um, you know, started in, in 98, uh, has expanded. I just got an email um, from headquarters the other day that despite the fact that um, Planned Parenthood and the pro-choice folks have tried to get rid of us, um, it's actually increased. Uh, this campaign will give us 656 cities worldwide, 50 more than last year. So the more they push to shut us down, the more um, campaigns get started. So if they just leave us alone, maybe we'd go away. I don't know. But uh, I doubt it. They, they keep, yeah, I doubt it, too. But they keep pushing to, you know, get laws to not let us be on their sidewalks and and, you know, limit our hours and all of that. And uh, it just pushes us further. And so that's a really awesome, um, a great gift and a, a great sign that we're not giving up even after the overturn of versus Wade. That didn't fix things for us. Uh, there's still more to do. And so just really grateful to be a part of that organization and and uh, uh, just be a part of it. So. Oh, and that's just, it's so beautiful, and you've been in since 2019, and in Rochester, we hadn't had someone lead a campaign in, oh my God, I don't know how many years. I think it was 20, well, there was one in 2019, and that was one campaign, and then before then, it went back to 2016, I believe. Yeah, so we want to make sure, if you are interested in running a campaign in your area, um, when we come back from the break, we're going to have... Margaret, talk a little bit about how um, how hard that was to do and, like, the challenges you may face and how it's it's incredibly worth it. Um, it's been a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, yeah, to see it back in the area. People are very excited. In the coffee shop, we have a lot of people who um, are non-Catholics that come in that are extremely excited about the campaign. And it's, it's actually a really good place for Margaret to meet people of all different denominations to try to, to, try to do some networking. So... Thank you so much, Margaret. For it's, I know it's a lot. I'm sure it's kind of a headache. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, they they equip you well. I, I will admit that 40 days for life, you know, equips you well to do um, to do this. They resources people to talk to, videos, training, everything. It is a great organization, and they keep retooling and refining. And uh, giving, asking you what tools you need. So it's an awesome, you know, it's a great organization. They do it well and uh, continue to encourage. So awesome. Well, that's beautiful. So we're going to head to break quick here. When we come back, we'll have more with Margaret and Diane to talk about their 40 Day for Life campaigns. Coming to you live from St. James Coffee. We'll catch you guys after the break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. This is Father Anthony Craig from the Diocese of Duluth. I really want to thank my parents today for giving me the faith of Jesus Christ and teaching me the ways of prayer, praying over us uh, when we were sick, 
showing us uh, self-sacrifice. My father actually was a deacon, a permanent deacon in the church, and he would bring us along as kids, because there were six of us kids, and he would bring us along to hospital visits or to work in the food shelf and doing all these various things for people in the community. And I learned ways of serving others through that, through watching my dad. And then my mom, she also was very self-sacrificial of herself. She wore the same pair of tennis shoes for about 10 years to show us that she didn't care about herself as much as the rest of us. And we got new shoes for every school year. We had all of what we needed and most of what we wanted. And the, the Lord really provided a, a great example in my parents to show me the way to really Christian servitude and prepared me for the priesthood. For centuries, healthcare has been central to the healing ministry of the church. Today's technologies offer exciting possibilities, but also serious moral questions. More than ever, we need healthcare leaders who serve with integrity and conviction. The University of Mary answers the call to prepare leaders anchored in moral courage in a breathtaking range of programs from bioethics to nursing. Visit catholicprofessional.life. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Oh, welcome back to Real Presence Live. This is Melissa Scacio coming to you from the one and only St. James Coffee in beautiful Rochester, Minnesota this morning. If you are just tuning in, um, we have two wonderful guests with us this morning. Um, we have Diane Huck coming to us from the not-so-beautiful, nice Bismarck, North Dakota right now, and Margaret Mulligan, who actually used to do my job, and we just went on the Camino de Santiago together. Um, but Diane and Margaret are both running campaigns for 40 Days for Life coming up. Um, so, Margaret, if you would like to share just a little bit about, because you are the newbie to this, um, if, if someone out there is listening and you don't have a campaign in your area, what kind of the process is in... Um, the things that you would like tips and tricks you would give to people for, uh, for, for starting. There we go. There you go. Well, first, obviously you have to apply. And, um, I was resisting God's invitation to do this for sure, because Zach can attest to this as I texted him at the last minute and said, Zach, will you be one of my, um, a friend of mine, would you be one of my resources or um, my references? But I applied at the very last minute. Like it was 10 p.m. and it had to be in by midnight. So, um, but God was knocking on my door to do this mainly um, because of all the laws that they're passing here in Minnesota to protect abortion. But basically, you fill out an application, they accept you, and then they send you this box of goodies with signs, um, just uh, pamphlets, 40 Days for Life literature that you can use and hand out to people. Um, They really give you the gamut of uh, stuff that you would need for the campaign. And then for your next campaign, they give you a gift card for the same, you know, you can use however would fit your community kind of thing. And one of the blessings is I'm still working on getting the Hispanic population in town involved but you know they have hispanic or spanish uh material as well which is awesome so when i invited them to be involved i could hand them spanish material so that's beautiful how about you diane what did you find like when you first started um how how did that go for you and like some of the challenges you faced and 
um, advice you would have for people wanting to start a campaign? Yeah, just uh, I too kind of just felt called to do something and, and um, Unplanned had just come out and I the movie was amazing. If you haven't seen it, please watch it. It's a it, it's just an amazing movie. And so, um, yeah, I just I signed up. I've actually had um, a donor who has used her like uh, through her work. She gets to make a donation every year um, to a nonprofit, and so she's chosen us multiple years to cover the the hundred dollar fee early fee. And so um, that has been a, a great gift, just something very simple. Um, she doesn't have to do anything. Uh, you know, she's not making the donation. It's her business that is. And so um, she just makes the call and, and gives them the information to send out that money. And so that's a, a great, just simple way to get involved. You know, you mentioned um, kind of being terrified of going to the, going on the, the sidewalk and, and praying. And that's not for everybody. And so... You know, being able to, to, we have a lot of elderly that, that want to be a part and they don't have transportation or, or can't be out on the street for that long. So they pray from home. Um, and, uh, you know, people that help me, I had a lady that uh, this past couple of weeks here, she went to two dozen churches, maybe gas stations and, and grocery stores and put up our flyer. And so, again, that's just a, a great way to get involved. If you don't want to be the prayer on the corner, then uh, there's lots of other ways to do that. I think our biggest challenge is just getting people to commit to a time and day. We live in a time where commitment is scary and something else more important might come up. And so, you know, people don't want to look six or eight weeks ahead on their schedule and commit to something that they maybe not be able to fulfill. And so... Just getting people to sign up on the website, it's super easy. You go and put your name, address, phone number, and you pick your time slot. If you want to pray just one hour over the 40 days, or if you want to pray one time a week or one time a day, whatever you can uh, do. And so just people struggle with making that, taking the time to get on the computer and log in and, and do that. It takes five minutes, but it takes time for people and committing to, to that time slot um, is that that's been our biggest challenge I think and then like typically how many people do you see go out because I know that would be one of my concerns as a woman especially to be out um, out there by myself like what what do you usually see for people when they go out to actually pray uh, you know our campaign is small um, it's it's um, you know where two or three are gathered, so it, it, you know small doesn't necessarily mean less powerful. But um, again, our uh, like I said earlier, our, our campaign is really very peaceful. Um, there's not a huge concern for safety. Uh, we do seven a.m. to seven p.m. So this time of year, it's, it's relatively light out at those hours, and uh, it's our, our capital is on a main thoroughfare, and and there's not a a concern for you know safety so much um, uh, like it would be, I would guess, in Rochester. Most yeah, of the definitely, time yeah, definitely different here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, most of the time it's one or two. You know, somebody will, will grab a friend and they'll go pray for their hours, sit on a lawn chair, um, just walk on the sidewalk back and forth as they're praying their rosary or whatever they have. 
you know, on occasion when it is nicer during the day or on the weekends, we'll have maybe a family that'll go with little kids and sit on a blanket on the lawn. Um, you know, still on a public street where it's visible, but uh, definitely not the I take other campaigns indoor. Oh, thank you. And so, Margaret, then what does it look like here in Rochester? So if you're in a bigger city and you're thinking about this, like logistically, how does it look for your pr- people out praying? So here in Rochester, one of the nice things I found is there are 365-day volunteers that have been there for over 20 years. Oh, right? that's a beautiful thing. So we have some um, great faithful Catholics, actually, that are out there I didn't know about them until I agreed to do this, and it was a huge blessing. But also then, um, same thing, though. I don't think where we are in town, it's a very busy thoroughfare. People are, you know, it's a busy street. In fact, sometimes when you have a prayer service, it's the traffic going by. Um, But um, so I have never felt, um, you know, being out there alone, that that's, you know, intimidated, etc. They always recommend that you have two people. And so what I tell my volunteers is if you want to go out, you contact me and I'll meet you on the sidewalk. So Eileen's sitting here. We're going to pray next week. So Oh, that's a beautiful thing. But um, anyway, so, I mean, that's the other thing, right? So to really encourage them, and what I've done this year, you know, you learn as you go. And I just um, said, well, if you want to go, invite a friend, right? Because then our numbers increase, right? We can, you know, Susie tell Sally, Sally tell Jody, et cetera. So. And then in either one of you can take this one because I'm, it may look different in both places. But if someone can't go out and pray or they're just too intimidated to do it, how can they help the campaign in their area? So, Diane, if you want to answer first and then we'll let Margaret uh, fill in anything sure. you might miss. Yeah, still put your on the calendar, uh, every prayer counts, whether it's public or in the privacy of your home, on your couch, or yep. at Adoration Chapel, I doesn't make any difference to me. Every hour counts, and every prayer counts, and so I encourage people to just uh, sign up anyway, and if, if they're out on the sidewalk, great. A lot of the folks contact me to, to put their names, especially the elderly. They don't have computer access, so I just make a note in my... Uh, list that they're praying from home so that we're aware of that but uh any any prayer counts no matter where it is so we'll take it that's beautiful margaret do you have anything to add for people that want to help so um i uh, i'm trying to grow my team to be honest and so this year or this campaign i um found a person in each catholic parish to kind of um promote the campaign within the that particular parish so i'd like to grow that idea and um like work smarter not harder yes right? exactly yes, delegate, yes so i'm just in that stage of growing um because I, one person doesn't get a lot done like if i had a person that did what diane's person did to go around town boy i tell you hands down and i have other responsibilities you know this isn't the only thing i do and so it's it could be well served by having more volunteers. So maybe you don't want to be the campaign leader, but you're willing to assist. And I do have people that um, have been great encouragers and have taken some other responsibilities, which has been great. So, you know, when people say, let me know how I can help, even people, I have people that I can just bounce ideas off of, which helps a great deal as well. So 
And then you have people like me who are like, here, use my space. Yes, have your exactly. meetings here. We actually keep the signs here. Yes. And if people come and grab the signs to carry when they pray, they, if they come back, I give them a free drink for returning the sign, which is... Yes. Um, and shockingly few people actually take advantage of that they're just like no that's okay i just yep. prayed to pray which is a beautiful it's a little colder too. this campaign you might have people maybe they might want to hot chocolate when you know that's gone. the that's the all right and then just quick before we uh, we head to break here and we lose diane um is there do you have any upcoming events or rallies anything to kick off your campaign coming up that we can plug for or are you guys just kind of set to go we're ready to go you're ready to go awesome um, I know, Margaret, we have some things coming up in Rochester, sure if you are in the area and interested, if you would like to. Yes, next Tuesday, um, February 13th, Tuesday night at 5 p.m. in front of Planned Parenthood, um, one of our local pastors, Father Stephos, is going to lead us in prayer. And then following that, we're going to go to Godfathers and hear from some of the folks, um, some of the youth that went to March for Life. So, um yeah, so come have pizza afterwards and hear these young people that uh, took part in the March for Life at a national level. So, Which was really, that's such a beautiful thing. Um, I know I'd never done the march. It was very exciting. It was on my bucket list. And just to see the amount of youth. Like, mm -hmm. reinforcements are coming for the pro-life cause. Like, yes. they are excited. They're pumped. They just, they love the idea of of saving the babies and creating mm -hmm. a culture of life. So it's just, that was my big, big takeaway from the March for Life. It was beautiful. Awesome. The witness was incredible. And it was just like, those of us who've been in the fight for a long time, we just need to keep going for the, for the cavalry to arrive. And they're coming and they're coming in mass numbers. And they are very, very excited to be helping. But we are going to actually head to a break. We're at the bottom of the half hour. So please tune in for the next half hour for um, my guests, Teresa and Peter Martin. And then we also will have Zach Rawson on from our very own Diocese of Winona, Rochester. So thank you, Diane, for being here from Bismarck. Hopefully the weather gets a little better. And then, Margaret, thank you for being here thank as you. well. Thank we'll you be so praying much. for you guys um, as the 40 Days for Life kicks off on Ash Wednesday this year. So tune in after the break. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. As the new year begins, now is the time to add some predictability to your life by establishing your will and estate plan. More than two-thirds of all adults have no plan. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio. We have some practical tools to help you in preparing your plan. Please visit our plan-giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. It's a matter of just getting started. If you are experiencing depression, anxiety, or suffering, especially from grieving, how can you find healing? I'm Father Chris Alar. While you should first seek professional help when needed, there is a roadmap that can help you to live your life again, and it is called the Spiritual Principles of Divine Mercy. First, come to admit that you are powerless over the loss of your loved one. Second, come to trust that Jesus can restore your life to manageability. And third, make the decision to entrust your will, your life, and your loved one to the loving care and protection of God. Join us and learn more about how to apply these healing principles in your life. 
please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. This is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. Many times every day in our office, I see children whose eyes don't work the way we take for granted. If the eyes aren't working together as a team, aren't jumping back and forth appropriately, or aren't focusing correctly, children will fall behind in academic and athletic performance. Lumen Vision specializes in treating these eye movement issues through a process called vision therapy. You can learn more about vision therapy on our website, www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio.